0: Uh, so I started the recording, um, which normally I don't say in the recording. Just you know, <laughs> fun uh-huh. fact, right? Uh, people know that because they never hear it. Um, but but I I, I want to be explicit that I I think I'm going to be a little subdued. Because it's it's a little later than normal, which is my fault, and my mom just went to bed. So I'm I'm gonna try I'm gonna try and not get excited, not say a bunch of loud expletives or any words, and just 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 like have a nice relaxing conversation with you into the microphone at like a library voice, like a little bit louder than library voice.
1: I thought this was the episode where we were gonna be doing synchronized screaming together.
0: We have to push that to one oh seven. It, it cannot okay. be today.
1: Alright, something um, to look forward to, guys. We're doing
0: we're doing synchronized beard growing though. Um that I don't think either of us talk to each other about, but but it's an active it's an active thing that is going on with our faces right now.
1: Yeah. I uh took beard trimmers to uh Sweden and uh forgot the charger, so <laughs> I was like, well, I guess this is growing out. Wow, so that's just a, that's just
0: a Sweden beard. Did you have anything to like to like trim the mustache? Because my least favorite thing is is when the mustache gets long enough to curl onto the lip and like get into the mouth region.
1: No, I didn't. I didn't actually do that because I was thinking about growing out a mustache. But uh, yeah. yeah. um, now I think I'm shaving this all off soon.
0: I I probably will also. Okay, uh, distract you with one more thing before we talk about Dota. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who I'm pretty sure just accidentally sent me a dick pic <laughs> on Snapchat.
1: Okay. Wait pretty sure accidentally like the accident is the pretty sure part i'm
0: yes i'm well no no no, i i'm pretty sure what i saw but no excuse me i'm confident what i saw but i'm pretty sure it was an accident because i don't think it was artistic enough to be intentional and funny i think it was Uh crude enough to be intended for someone who wasn't me and now mm.
1: um you're saying you, uh, well I mean this says something about your your view of your friend that they wouldn't take artistic dick pics for their tinder hookup
0: yeah I think they're in a committed relationship I think I think it was I think it was just sexing I think that I caught <laughs> a crosswind of sexting and and um because I haven't responded yet before we started recording, this just happened. Um, I, I'm, I'm I'm gonna have like a solid hour to think about how to best respond because what's probably happens is is they're not gonna feel good about this. But you can't take the Snapchat back. I think I like just like,
1: just respond. How's it hanging? <laughs> That's really or funny. Something like that.
0: It's really funny. That's really. I I might steal that from you. I'll give you credit. <laughs> I. <laughs> I said Hagen. that's <laughs> not really not... Uh,
1: Never mind you don't need to answer that question I could see already
0: <laughs> I, I I have multiple friends who would send artistic pictures they'd be like oh this is like funny like ha how broey this was not
1: artistic you, you dress it yeah. up put like a hat on it or something <laughs>
0: or like a or like a funny reflection um uh, I, uh-huh. I i i have more than one friend who for years now on an office sent snapchat to them just peeing in different random public places <laughs> i might have weird friends yeah. i might be admitting i don't i don't know everybody, what I'm
1: t- <laughs> everybody needs a hobby you know uh
0: i want my hobby to just be hanging out doing some podcasts talking about dota maybe video games other stuff um good news and the the world, gave us a lot to talk about.
1: Oh my God, so much!
0: I don't know. Like, we could we could probably, if we wanted to, do like a, a two hour plus show with the amount of bullshit uh, that that has been slung. I don't think we're gonna do that, but like it's a lot like where where do we even begin you know where we can begin we can begin i guess continuing off the last episode which someone broke the 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 no reddit rule which for this was like fine but like i i think it was it was destined to happen um, and and uh, some some people saw uh, uh, us talk about the uh, ongoing situation with Valve and the canceled major and people being upset and there being a player meeting and there being solutions and then um, the, what what you said on the show almost felt moot and neutered compared to what Suns fan or other people did which was basically just like. Th- I mean I guess it leaks the right word but it sound but it was like hey everybody this is the all the explicit information that's going on behind the scenes and that felt weird. Yes. Uh not not to call yeah. Shannon out too much but like I don't really get that one.
1: Yeah, I mean whatever he did he did his uh research I, I guess. He he treated it like he was a journalist, you know, got sources. Uh you know, that's that's one way to do it. I think um yeah i think that's uh i i personally was like oh when when shannon put it out there i was like oh nice now we can talk about it on the podcast
0: (laughs) yeah so someone else did the thing that was probably uh, a little little odd so we can just sit in here and talk about it it's uh I, i don't know if i agree with the idea of like journalism when everybody in the know by and large are just like friends like it's yeah. not. It's not yeah. like there's any like beat reporting that's going on or like late night phone calls. It's just a Discord. It's like, hey, should I talk about this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is pretty funny. So yeah, that's going to be the first thing. Online major is going to be replacing the the regular major regional qual uh, regional majors. So every region's going to get their own thing. Uh, I think Valm specifically didn't uh, put it out for a while because I think they were trying to lock down all the tournament organizers So or at least that's the, that is the assumption I'm making because I don't know why they wouldn't release that information sooner. Like the, I, I guess like as soon as they have that idea, unless they really wanted to prove to the teams like, Hey, we can give you guys, or maybe it was just a test, honestly, maybe it was just a test. Maybe they, they, they held on to releasing that information intentionally because they leaked it to all the teams, or leaked it, they told all the teams, and then they were just like, no, let's just wait. Let's, let's just see how long it takes. How long does it take for this information to get leaked to the public? Uh, because, because that would be part of the um, implicit counter-argument to why don't you guys communicate with us about certain things? And, and then they could be like, this is why. Because you don't shut the fuck up and keep this information private. Um, but, you know, I, I think the communication like stuff is like... I, I think the communication complaints aren't like, hey, why don't you give us uh, information that we um, can keep private? It's, why don't you ever respond to any of our complaints about the scene or problems that we're Answer
0: having. my uh, emails. <laughs> <laughs> you know, answer like,
1: my emails, please. I Yeah.
0: We we've talked about this, uh, I think a little bit tangentially in the topic of like roster leaks. Uh, like even as recently as this last DPC season starting, but like I feel like I have a really complicated relationship with the idea of of leaking news like this because part of me is like, okay, fair game. People know, people report on it. It's it's you know just this the circle of how these industries work, right? But the other part of me is like. Uh... I don't know, maybe, like, give them another couple days to just, like, do the thing they wanted to do and maybe make sure the plans are good and solidified. I think that it's just I have empathy for being on the other side of leaks and knowing that, like, sometimes those announcements aren't made out of, like, laziness or because no one wants to type up an email, but because things just aren't confirmed yet. And then sometimes that can get a little bit messy when the reality is different from a leak. Um, so, like it's it, it's weird. Um, one, one of my favorite takes, I think this might have been Ruby uh, on on Twitter or or someone responding to the announcement of the news, is just um, I they thought um, and I also agree and thought that it's weird that the teams knew what they were playing for. But the broadcast and the fans didn't know what they were playing for the last week of games like all the teams uh-huh. were like trying like seriously because like now there was money in dpc points and like squeak into a bracket and play like a league like like that's why you didn't see a lot of fiesta stuff going on at, at all like there there was zero fiesting and there was a lot of integrity because people were like fuck i got a shot i got a shot to shoot but that wasn't like a talking point on a broadcast or anything while the games were happening well, which is weird no, well, no, no,
1: no. It, okay so there was tiebreakers that mm-hmm. happened Um and uh I definitely used that as a talking point mm-hmm. because I, I had a well, actually I was going to talk to ESL about it but then I realized that if I talked to ESL about it they could tell me no <laughs> So I was like, never mind, I'm not going to say anything to them. Um, but I talked to like Waga, who I was working with for the tiebreakers, mm-hmm. um, and we were talking about um, whether or not we were going to use that. And I went ahead and, and said, yeah, we are going to use that um, because ultimately the, there is no story like the, the flat structure of the the prizes and the very few DPC points that you get, none of it's worth jack shit. Mm-hmm. Um, $1,000. Yeah, in comparison to the, the grandeur of TI, and that's ultimately what all roads lead to is TTI. So compared to that, like none of this means shit. So the only thing that does matter is DPC points, and when there are more DPC points available for this regional major thing... Um, you know that it actually gives the the tiebreaker that we're we're casting some weight to it. Um, so yeah, I just went ahead and was like, yeah, we're gonna talk about this. Uh, and I just kind of treated it. I I think I said early on in the broadcast that we're gonna j- just treat this this as as uh, what what could be happening. And then I just for the rest of the broadcast was like, yeah, we we just refer to it as this regional online uh, major replacement you know we just kept bringing it up cuz it, it like 350 points i think for first or something like that that's that's so much more important than the like 60 points uh that you could be getting and also the gigantic difference in prize pool um because there was specifically a tiebreaker in north america between 4th and 5th so that that was like the most important tiebreaker that could possibly be so yeah
0: do you think? So we uh, talked
1: about it for tiebreakers, but yeah,
0: for for uh, for for the tiebreakers, do you th- think that we've ever had uh, a tiebreaker of that like magnitude in a while? Like tuning into the idea of watching. Okay, we're gonna watch OG Tundra, Nigma, and Secret in Eastern Europe all fight for something that at first might have not mattered, but now actually does matter in a round-robin format. That's, like, the I I know the story of, of Western Europe DPC got a little bit muddied uh, towards the end with the idea of, like, oh, hey, no major. But um, all in all, like, kind of an exciting season between the teams who performed well, between the tiebreakers, between Alliance. Like, I i i i feel like it almost got lost uh in in the narrative and 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 the pitchforking that that there was a fun tour for western europe concluded by a fun day of tiebreakers
1: yeah yeah it was uh we didn't have to go to a second round of tiebreakers which was good because i came back uh home that night and i think i had like five hours until my shuttle (laughs) was ready to go so if we had done if we had had one of those ties and we had to have uh two more best at threes uh to to conclude i (laughs) i would have had to skip out at some point just to be able to catch my flight so you're
0: like uh, kuroki i love you glad (laughs) you're winning more i gotta get back on a plane
1: yeah yeah so it's um yeah, I think uh, Western Europe was particularly exciting, um, just because a uh, four-way tiebreaker has, um, you know, so many different possibilities to it. Um, in the end, I personally believe the teams that um, managed to secure themselves were, uh, well, maybe not quite the teams I expected. I didn't, ex- I did expect Enigma to go down, and then for me, it was a toss-up between OG and Secret. I went. For a secret, turns out it was OG. I I, I think that's um, you know, just maybe a l- little bit of a luck of the draw, for the best of ones and that sort of thing. But I think OG is going to be great contenders for uh, this top four, and and just looking at the the top four of Western Europe right now, Team Liquid, okay, new newer team, uh, but you know established. Uh, but then you have Team Tickles, uh, Tundra, and OG. And I think all three of those names are like relatively, like they're not the representation of Western Europe in the international scene the last couple of years, you know. So it would be it's very guilty. Cool yeah.
0: If, if there was a traditional major uh in-person in land, what have you? If we're fantasying mm-hmm. that right now, things are going to go as planned. I would be really interested to see what the breakdown of placements would have done for broader tournament viewing because your you would have when is the last time that we had an international tournament i mean the answer is there isn't one but like f- follow me for a second when's the last time we had an international tournament the level of a major that didn't have navi secret or enigma in it
1: yeah yeah, I, viewership definitely would have gone down for Nygma in particular because they are the biggest. Uh, they are the biggest Dota team. I'm um, gonna to viewers that come and watch mm-hmm. them play because of access, it access it unlocks a whole region of people that, that and um, may not watch
0: right and EG
1: true and EG.
0: When when is the last time there's been a tournament without those four teams? In, in any order, right? Like I know Navi is like had whatever, but like wild.
1: Yeah, yeah. I would have loved Big to. Have seen, would have been missing.
0: I would have loved to have seen what that would have looked like for morbidly for tournament health, but also just for for viewership. Um, but but it's it, it's a bummer that you also don't get to see the flip side of that. And I know that everyone's like, "Well, Joey, what a hot take. Are you saying it's a bummer there wasn't an international event? Fucking derp, derp, right about." okay mm-hmm. but uh i i would have been very interested to see what would what would have uh shook out do we know any more about what is going to uh like, like like timeline on this do they do they talk about that in in the in the blog
1: yeah it's somewhere like mid-february okay
0: so there's a couple weeks
1: yeah yeah all right next topic got lots of shit to get through <laughs> <laughs> which one right. do you want to
0: pull them out of a hat
1: uh okay next one we'll just we'll just do this in in order of what's happened this last week so the next one would be uh kyle's tweet about alliance which would not have been news but so many things followed that that oh my god what the fuck all right so kyle for those of you guys who don't know kyle tweets out about alliance it's it's your usual kyle hot take where you kind of um, says basically that a lion shouldn't be celebrating after a game two um because you, you want to main you want to remain uh, even keel throughout a series i can read it um, yeah go for it
0: uh at keeping it kyle january 18th uh 432 <laughs> likes, 62 retweets 214 comments uh noting no punctuation or capitalization really here um Watching the post-game cams, I thought Alliance had just 2 0 would Liquid and was like, "Damn." Then realized they were celebrating a 1-1 score? Question mark. Much love, guys, but save the hugs for the real W, damn. For what it's worth, I've <laughs> lost a lot of game 3s, and I think it's important to reel in your emotional peaks so you don't get too excited and thus tired before you finish a series. Nico baby in response we've struggled this season. We've had changes and we fought through and fought hard for this. And you spitting in Twitter, always bitter for your own failure as a player. Who are you? You are the season. I, you are the reason I don't open Twitter and the reason why people don't see us as superstars yet. Congratulations.
1: There is so many things going on with that. Just that interaction. But like, it would just, like, the TLDR is Kyle, uh, bad tweet, uh, unnecessary hot take for a team. Like, you're kicking somebody who's already gone down, you know? you If you're talking about Alliance, who's, like, top of the division and they're battling up against Liquid for first or second, you know? Like, okay, that, that take is, like, way more acceptable, but context of you kicking a team that is already eliminated that is already in is going down is relegated down to lower division uh you know I, I think real bad optics there punching down um, it's punching down yeah you're hundred percent punching down um and it's just like if you wanted to put a point Uh, you wanted to get across this this whole like hey this is just a general thing that i learned there's much better ways to be able to do it so kyle just like a dumb hot take once again kyle puts his uh his foot in his mouth unsurprising Nico <clears throat> Baby's response, very like for the first three lines, great. It, I mean great-ish. You know, it was like understandable, the who are you, you know, uh, or like sorry, the bit about uh, bitter, bitter for your own failures, you know, like okay, that's that's a little personal, but like understandable. And then comes like the weird delusional part, which is like blaming Kyle for the reason that. and and i is he talking about himself his team or dota players in general but like there that kyle's the reason that people don't see him his team or dota players whichever one of those three he's trying to reference as superstars yet like that part is just not grounded reality like if he just left it at the first two lines would have been great third line okay little little a little, a little dig, personal dig, but uh, totally acceptable considering the fact that you, f- you know, that Kyle's mm-hmm. hot take was a little too spicy. And, uh, but then like that fourth line was just like, oh, it really ruined his response. It was just like, what? Like, are you, are you blaming Kyle for the reason that like the general Dota audience doesn't view you as a superstar and you're not like a bigger celebrity what? The pro- what the fuck?
0: I I I have a problem with the message but I also have a problem with with like the ambiguity, right? Because I think if he does mean like him specifically in that us, then like it's really like oddly self-centered worldviewy. Like ah, oh, you're the reason people don't see me as a superstar because of people like you putting us down. Like I think I can I can make a couple leaps of logic to understand why he could think that, right? Like oh man, people people uh put us down all the time the establishment like doesn't allow us to be our own people people see us as jokes we're just you know people always cherished Kyle's generation and no one really cares about you know the the Nico babies and the modern Dota generation of the world like okay yes there there's a very obvious chip on your shoulder there mr mr baby but like mm-hmm. oh... What made you think that that was a good one to share? And if it is, like I, like this tweet, and I think you can tell by the fact, by the way it was typed, I don't think it was even read once before it was sent. And if I have some general advice for anybody who wants to do any social media ing when they feel any type of emotion, happy, sad, horny, uh, sad, like, well, like happy is
1: like, fine. Horny, sad, angry. Those emotions definitely need to be rechecked, but have uh, uh, happy tweets. When was the last time someone was too happy and just threw you know something out there that was like, Ooh, that's a bad take. You're too happy right now.
0: <laughs> I recant that you're right. If you're feeling any emotion that you could tag as like negative or wry, um, mm-hmm. yeah, read your tweet again before you send it. Or, yeah wait five minutes um
1: like i have someone else read it
0: yeah or or have a buddy read it like i know that not all of us are on like a stage like nico baby and he definitely also kind of put his foot in the mouth and got some egg on the face but like i i i'm rooting for nico baby i feel sad Mm -hmm. that it feels like he's stuck in alliance hell uh even you know with their season going well last season like i want nico baby to succeed um, but I
1: legitimately referred to him as the superstar of that roster. that that like I routinely say, like that's if I'm alliance, like I built around this guy, right?, uh, but like, dog, you're people don't hold you to be a superstar because you just rele- got relegated to the lower division.
0: Mm-hmm. That,
1: that's why. people don't hold you as a superstar because you guys didn't win a single series on land. like that that's why. when you were winning and you were first in the online league, you were held as a superstar. Like we, all we did was talk about, you know, how great Alliance was. So, could, I, you know,
0: could you even believe though, that, um, that like, you know, we could, we can go deeper on this if we wanted to, but we can't because there's mm-hmm. so much stuff to talk about, but this was eclipsed. And I don't want to sound like I'm making a hyperbole when I say eclipsed, like, like eclipsed is like, is like a really big thing, right? Like it's, it's literally a fucking celestial event, but but yes. it's I th- I think it's apt to say that that this little spat was eclipsed by what Kelly did and said.
1: Yes. So so the the, the public narrative went from Kyle's an idiot, Nico Baby does his response, and okay, they're both kind of idiots, and, and then Kelly does this, which I have the tweets in front of me, uh, which Kyle or Kelly quote tweets Nico Baby and says. And people wonder why Dota 2 players stopped using social media. I, I, I love it. By the way, when people, like, nobody said that. No, nobody was like, why do Dota play? I don't see that question on Reddit at all, you know? But, like, hey, go for it. And he follows it up. Kyle is a fucking bitter asshole and has been for years. Big bully whom I hope one day gets when he deserves nothing. Fuck you, Kyle. I hope you never get happiness in your life. Middle finger emoji, turd emoji, and then a follow-up. For a disgusting dog that regularly pays for sex and treats girls like objects, he sure rides on a fucking high horse. I actually hope he dies sad and alone Because he is a sad, sad, sad person. Another middle finger. This time, an explosion emoji. Wonderful. I I, I found it really interesting that she felt he he, he was—he's so so sad that she had to say it four times in in a medium (laughs) that only has 140 characters. I can't laugh. She was willing to use 12 of those, (laughs) 12 characters. In a hundred and forty character limit because she really wanted to emphasize how sad Kyle is.
0: Fuck Austin. I, I fuck, dude. I can't laugh that loud. Um you should know that's
1: really I only funny. just now noticed that That's really I funny. I'm reading that I only just now noticed that she did that. Holy shit. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> She's got <Anyway>. limited characters. <sighs> okay. Um
0: I've looked at these tweets, obviously. A lot of people saw mm-hmm. them. A lot of people read them. Um, Kelly, uh, storied history uh, throughout multiple different esports. Definitely someone who e-sports has been esports veteran yeah. in in and around the scene for a long time. An esports boomer, an esports illuminati. Um, I don't know what kind of PR training they do at Alliance,
1: but and apparently none <laughs> or bad training. <laughs>
0: But when you're like and and again, like, you know, we'll talk about in a second. Like, Kelly stepped down, Kelly has apologized, Kelly is, you know, looking to to repent and, you know, do all that and like cool. Like the, the proper steps to try and like atone for what it's worth. This coming from a leader of a large esports organization. Whew. Whew, really bad PR, really bad take. Um, just, just to start there, and then when you when you read it again, like I I forgot the exact context, and listening to you read it and listening how it kind of goes from like icky to attack to over the line to super over the line um, is like not. If I can give some advice for anybody who is like feeling like horny or sad or mad on Twitter, <laughs> don't do
1: that. Don't do that, dude. Don't do commit that. literal <laughs> career suicide. Uh, because yeah, she did have to, she stepped down from Alliance as a result of this. Um, and then the follow up has been then she's been like weirdly active, um, on Reddit. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) Uh, you know, like, this is one of those things that it's just like, it's so stupid, sad, unbelievably toxic. Like, there's so many things wrong with this that I can't, like, I'm not not really going to go into this any further. I literally just, I looked at that and I almost like, my gut reaction was just a laugh because I was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Uh, so, yeah, I don't really want to go into it that much further because Kelly got raked over the coals on, on Reddit, so I don't really feel like uh, I need to say anything that, like, there hasn't already been, like, a thousand people um, saying a whole lot of things about Kelly, some of them way over the line. Holy shit. Um, but, you know, that happened. To...
0: Yeah, I... I've... I, I, I don't think that any of our audience is doing that because we've collected a bunch of upstanding individuals. But um, Kelly making a complete ass of herself and going over the line and like objectively doing bad stuff is still not an OK excuse to attack her on the basis of her being a woman. And it's sad that that has to be said out loud because I once again got to read through a lot of the Reddit comments that were removed and it is, uh, you know what Kelly did? Like, let's be clear about it. Fucking gross, wrong, shitty, not good. I think that there's people who in response were worse than Kelly Because not only were they being shitty, they were being like incredibly misogynistic. So, um that problem may or may not surprise you, still prevalent in our our little community of a home. Um you're right, I don't think there's like
1: those sort of people come out when there's an opportunity. You know, like they Uh it's it's like they can they can, you know, they feel the the shift and the change in the wind, you know, they could smell Oh you yeah. know oh there's uh oh, the, the the tide is turning against this person now time for me to unload all of my unburden myself of all this hate that i have for this person uh, that always comes out and and the reason for their hate can be Various, you know, like I, you know, if if they have a personal beef with that person, that you know, then they they see some some negative uh, uh, feedback coming their way, and they're gonna unload in that area, and, and they actually get upvoted as a result because everyone's in liking the fuck you hate this person, uh, and they also unburden themselves of all of their sexism and racism and and whatever, because. Uh, you know, now's the time to do it. If there's any time, you, you think they uh, would
0: get to do it enough in Mason's Stream, but for some reason they just, you know, had had overflow, so they had to go to Reddit during the Kelly thread.
1: You really like taking shots at Mason's Stream, don't you? I do. Never watch Mason's Stream. I've never I feel like you do. I've I feel never like you tuned hate in. Watch it.
0: I've, I I do, I don't hate to watch anything. I've never tuned in. Someone someone gave me the note that I was too mean to Bulldog fan, so I figured that you know. Why not? Uh, you gotta switch it I got, up. I gotta man. switch it up every now. One that. of these
1: times, we have to go a of gore. So, oh, that's, uh, okay. well, that's easy. <laughs> so, so Kelly drops. Uh, Kelly steps down from Alliance. She's no longer CEO or whatever she was before. Um, and and the follow up, the funny thing I want to talk about next of this, the, the another like, what I consider a bit of a PR. Disaster, like it's it's nothing to the same level. But like then Loda tweets out suggestions for the community to help him make a Dota roster, basically. And all I could think about, you remember when Team Freedom tweeted, uh, put a Reddit post asking the community for draft feedback of some kind
0: no i don't
1: oh my god that there was so they did that their their team and so i knew some people on the team their their team was like what the fuck what the fuck are you doing like why the fuck would you possibly make this reddit i have no idea what the fucking mindset was behind this but it just basically says i don't believe in the people like i think my people are incompetent and like what I, I feel like, and it it also brings out the worst people in the community, the peop the people who think that they know way more than they actually do and um and I feel like this is the exact same thing in in so many ways, we are like, why are you asking the community about this? this is this is supposed to be your expertise. Why are you asking the community for this? Because you're only going to get bad answers from people because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. This cuz it's not their area of expertise. This is your area of expertise. If if you wanted other people's area of like other people who are in the same area of expertise, you could have gone to like various high-level pub players or professional players and talked to them about the pub players that they've run into that that who who left some sort of mark on them. Somebody stood out, you know? Like, what the? F- <laughs> so I was just like, what is this?
0: If Loda were to approach you and be like, "Hey, Austin, can I pick your brain about something?"
1: Yo, first of all, it, it, people may not know this about me, but like, just just to be clear when like I have a relationship with somebody. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm very forgiving and and like I, I like to be able to seek out you know like but once I identify you as like a toxic asset and I go okay we no longer have a like okay I no longer want to be like friends with you or whatever it means I no longer want to have a relation any kind of relationship with you I don't want, I don't want to talk to you so if he approaches me I'm not talking to him
0: <laughs> well now I know how you <laughs> feel about him how do you feel about fountain hooks.
1: Uh, I don't think they're balanced. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, okay. Uh, uh ro- role, play. You're accepting of a conversation yeah, with yeah, Loda. Yeah. He reaches out mm-hmm. to, to you or another person, someone who has an above average level of insight into Dota because of their job, but they're not like, you know, their career profession isn't building rosters and they go, Hey, what do you think about this? Maybe. You give advice, maybe you see something, maybe you talk about some things you saw. I on the literally cast. don't
1: think I'm qualified enough to be able to do that. I, I like if you, if if somebody uh, asked me about like, hey, like, do you know any like pub players or anything like that that you see? Like, I, I I don't feel qualified. I would not like, I would never take money. Let's put it that way because I don't think I'm qualified enough to be able to to give that advice
0: perfect so you don't feel qualified to give that advice you're probably in the upper echelon of people who could in theory give that advice if you can't Mm -hmm. give that advice there's zero literally 0.00% chance that I could claim to give that advice let alone anybody else who's not in Dota as a career let alone anybody else who is responding to a Twitter thread right like (laughs) so so like what what kind of response are you looking for is it feedback? Is it just about to be able to be like, "Hey, man, you know, I think that Hanskin isn't good or Nico baby's too greedy, or why don't you draft Weeha?" or like, you know like what 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 could you possibly get out of that exchange that you would take as you being Loda take as as like constructive? It, 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 is it like a is it like a PR thing to be like, hey, we're really hurting, we love our community so much, we want to hear what you have to think. Maybe that's an angle to it, right? Where like you're not really yeah. looking for advice, but you're it's kind of like a nice PR thing. But yeah. even then, you know, like we're talking about it, and kind of having a negative PR slant to it because it's like, why would they do that? Which I think was kind of the general consensus between a lot of people. It's like. This seems weird and desperate and not very hopeful for a future.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it just makes you look incompetent. And I don't think that they are. So, you know, I, I don't know. I just think it was some weird attempt at a PR move that was not very well thought out. That's, yeah. That's my thought. But uh, <laughs> so then the last bit of uh, of of fallout from all of this is that um is, is that kelly um started getting really active on reddit because she posted something about uh basically about weehaw and how we won't join a team with a gambling sponsor and then that sparked a reddit thread and kelly was really involved in that reddit thread and, and she apparently said she talks about uh european salaries which she did um but it's honestly pretty broad i think she said they the monthly salaries range from I think it was something like seven thousand to forty thousand euros a mm-hmm. month or something like that, so i't uh, i don't know, know. it's such a broad range that it 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 honestly didn't mean too much to me um, but I did notice uh one other thing which was that uh she she ma- still maintains that uh Kyle damaged alliance's uh brand, and I guess you don't know, like damaged is a, a a term that you can use because uh if if I have ten thousand HP and I take uh minus one that that is damage um so I guess like the uh severity of the, of the damage isn't necessarily like exactly defined but I, I mean, as someone who's involved with the team, team organization, like if I go out of my way and just shit on Liquid in the most mean-spirited possible way, do you think that's that that is actually going to hurt Team Liquid?
0: I'm sitting here thinking, who has that power, if anyone? Like, I, I, I don't want to make this just yeah, a Kyle like, thing.
1: people are putting, like, like, Kyle's being held as, like, keeping Nico Beaver from being a superstar. Like, Kyle's also, like, fucking keeping Alliance from being, like, a top-tier organization because he keeps damaging them, sponsors are fleeing or something because Kyle says things. Like, what?
0: There's probably some just, people who can damage a reputation. I, I, th- there's probably some people who have enough like zealoused fans and goodwill. Like, like P- PBD kind of jumps out into my mind. Or if he really railed on people, he can probably stir up like you know a subset of people to to dislike a brand. Maybe there's a couple others, but like I don't think Kyle has that clout. And I don't know if the- I don't think it's really a knock on Kyle at at all. I don't think anybody really does. I, I don't think you can. Irreparably damage a brand based on a tweet or two from someone who isn't like, <sighs> yeah. Based on
1: the things that like we, especially the thing like okay, tweets are like you know that's personal. Like you, there are no like boundaries in that regard. Like you can go as as Kelly shown, you can go as far as you want in your personal tweets. Um, but like especially things that are like done on broadcast, right? Like the 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 Loda bit. Uh, which I think they still maintain was like damaging to them, even though I think it was very clearly a bit, it was, it was a joke. Um, But like more importantly, like even if that, that like what let's say that like somehow criticism of their team is, is somehow some like make believe world where like that actually somehow influences a sponsor's decisions of like whether or not they're going to stay with Alliance or some shit. Like, do is that actually my responsibility no. I, I, I look at regular sports and I don't think any of those pundits or analysts have any sort of responsibility if anything that would that would actually be entirely against them that if they they would even consider that that they wouldn't be that would they would be like oh well I have friends on that roster or, or like you know I like that organization I used to play with or something like that you know I wouldn't want to like your job is to be an analyst and to be uh, straight uh, with your analyzing and your feelings and like how you how you view the game and your criticisms that you have uh, and also to be entertaining. Those are like the, the two things and like I don't think any of that means that I have like a duty to somehow like protect any organization from bad press because you know like <laughs> anyway I just, I, just <laughs> I, I still think that whole thing is just a load of horse shit.
0: I've I mean, I I I know that we've been talking a lot of like ickiness about alliance, and I know that in the past I've I've used them as the butt of jokes for like, oh I think they're gonna be eliminated. I'm not like a huge fan of like the six man coaching thing, like so I I personally have sounded, you know, salty and sour against them. Which which like makes me wanna choose my words carefully as like we have like a nuanced discussion about them. Because Mm -hmm. I I, I don't wanna sound super biased, even though I, I think that for me what it comes down to and what we're kind of touching on is that it oftentimes feels like or appears as if, um, to myself, that Alliance has, has a victim complex where they're like, you know, they are always the victim of someone else's bad behavior, whether it's Kyle's tweets and segments, whether it's the community or other teams not being happy with them about Six Man, whether it's, you know, the way players or Reddit threads are going, whether it's, you know it's the, it, it it feels like they always think of themselves as the victim and like the world is like out to get alliance and i don't mm-hmm. think that's the case
1: yeah and to uh, to to wrap all this up uh i there there is an ironic twist to all of this do you, do you remember how this beef originally started no Start of the DPC. Start of the DPC. Talent were asked to give their predictions. Do you remember that?
0: Oh, no. No. Do you,
1: do, do you remember who put Alliance in relegation?
0: No. <laughs> was it? It was me.
1: Was it you? It was me, motherfucker. <laughs> this all begins because I made a prediction Before the season even started, we were asked to give predictions. And because, especially over the the course of like the COVID online era and stuff, and like what had happened the previous TI, the information that was set up is that Western Europe is a very strong region. I don't think that has actually changed that much. I viewed the region as very competitive. So as a result, I was going to predict that there was going to be some sort of shakeup within Western Europe there's going to be a team that would not stay in upper division that was expected to stay. And that one of the lower division or the expected lower division teams was actually going to stay in upper division. And I made basically a coin flip choice between Enigma and Alliance. And I chose Alliance.
0: Easy choice. I and, mean, if you, if you would ask
1: me, I put them, I put them in seventh place and this leads into a giant kerfuffle about like Talent not respecting Alliance or whatever Which leads into Kyle uh, Putting out his his fucking uh, Shit And Loda responding And that turning into an ESL one bit And then that in turn Kelly and Loda complaining to to Dreamleague about the, the segment And saying it was unprofessional or whatever And then me having my lash out On this podcast And this And then the next year Alliance does get relegated (laughs) <laughs> and it results in this fucking final explosion, oh my god I, I i- was sitting there watching all of this, and I was just like, holy shit i i i i was the i was the fucking step on a leaf, and the other side of the world the hurricane appears <laughs> you know i was i was the fucking leaf i did this innocent thing of uh, there was no ill will to it. I, it wasn't like I was cheering against Alliance or anything. I literally just thought that Western Europe was a very competitive region, and I thought that one team was gonna to drop out. And I you was were just right. like, I went through the in list, time. and I was like, in time, <laughs> in time, because yes, Western Europe is very competitive, and that means if if there's going to be a winner of a team promoting themselves and staying promoted, there has to be a loser. And somebody is going to get down, knocked down, and it turns out it was Alliance.
0: <laughs> Easy clap.
1: <laughs> Holy fuck! Uh, let me just end this by saying, I hope Alliance makes it back into upper division because I have, uh, I actually cheer for some of the players on that team. I'd be shocked. I don't if think that. They they, I would. Yeah, I, I, I would. Think they should I'd stay be in lower division. I think they just. Uh, like i think they had the opposite of liquid basically where things did not go right and the team seemingly blew up and they lost their captain they also had like some people get covid and shit it's like i think they just had a string of bad luck that resulted in them going down so uh, players like especially like Leslau, i think that guy is like incredibly good that guy does not deserve to be in lower division so i uh if he stays there and if Alliance lion stays together and well, obviously without Hanskin because they've already released him. But um, if they, they do stay together as four, um, I'm confident they'll make it up back into upper division and they'll actually be a good team. But they just had a, a sh- you know, shit start. It happens. It just as easily could have happened to Liquid or just as easily could have happened to Secret. I mean, it kind well, of on. let's, not, let's not
0: get carried away. Could have happened to Liquid. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, you, I mean, again, right? Enigma almost relegated one spot above secret didn't make it to top four right like
1: very very interesting yeah, times. yeah interesting like if, times. if i put that same prediction if, if i put out that same prediction a year later i would have looked like a fucking genius but no i put it out a year earlier and everybody clowned on me but guess what i was right in the end you motherfuckers <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, the, uh, r- real quick, the, uh, the Reddit thread for Weha that Kelly was posting a lot in, I actually think is interesting for people who want to go back and read that because there, there are some, there are some fun, uh, thoughts and conversations and insights there that I don't think are normally shared, but Kelly was feeling particularly loose. And not just the player salary yeah. stuff. Like I think that there's like interesting like you know, like politics there. I think that there's interesting thoughts from like uh, someone who is from a small org, how they think about big orgs. I know that it, my spidey senses were tingling because she was kind of talking down on any team like Liquid who have venture capital. Um <laughs> and I'm like, Well that's not fair. You're may- you're hating them for having a good business. Um but but I, I think that that was interesting. I think the thought of a Weeha popping up somewhere is probably realistic in season two, even if it's not Alliance. There's yeah. some good people who are sitting on the bench, right? If teams need to shake it up.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely there are gonna be some teams shaking some sh- shit up soon. Uh, I feel like Enigma is maybe one of them. I, mean, I can't imagine this this roster. I can't imagine Kuro just being accepting of this. Uh, Kuro an incredibly driven person. Uh, What if he the problem? He kicked Matumba Man because, I mean, it's possible, but uh, he kicked Matumba Man because he felt like that was for the best. And I can't imagine that was an easy thing to do. Um, So if he was willing to kick Matumba Man, like ILTW obviously is the first name to come, but I would not be surprised if their foreman doesn't break apart and in, in some capacity uh, soon, if they do not start experiencing some significant success. So
0: yeah, yeah. they're probably the people I, I, I don't imagine secret is going to do anything different. Um, oh yeah.
1: And, and the, the up. did you, see, did you see Effie's um weather weatherman segment in response that made fun of Kyle? I
0: I did, and I don't know. I came know. up with
1: that idea. I came up with that idea. Just, just. She. It's, it's a good segment.
0: I I think that she felt, uh, it came across like she was uncomfortable doing it.
1: She's incredibly uncomfortable doing Weatherman segments, but this was like her fourth one. If okay. you look at the first one that she did, she's literally gone like fucking leaps and bounds every step okay. of the way. So okay. She's, okay. Impro- she's improving really quickly.
0: So. Yeah, I I think that was my one funny good idea to like I, I think that if you were the one executing the idea, I would have been like,
1: but but but, but, but and I was that's like the other thing. Yeah. It's all all a fucking cycle, because in a way, some of this starts with an ESL segment making fun of tweets, and it all comes back in the end, baby. It all comes back in the end. But of course, I won't see anybody uh, tweeting out about how unprofessional that segment was.
0: (laughs) No, not at all. Um, You know, I've actually, I've been on Twitter today, um, Mm -hmm. January 24th, Wednesday, Wednesday fuck me Monday Jesus, edit that out, Joey. Um, and and you know ESL is something that I saw a lot of a oh, lot. Yeah. I saw a lot of people talking about ESL today. Um, because they have been bought
1: mm-hmm.
0: by a different company that has merged yeah, yeah. ESL and face it together that is based out of the state of Saudi Arabia with funding from the government for a yes. billion dollars. And I should probably start this conversation by noting that I am not a geopolitical expert and I don't want to pull a Kayo Nico Baby Kelly Mickles, or Loda and put my foot in my <laughs> mouth too 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 firmly. Um so like there there's a lot that I that I don't know but what i do know is um not great things have happened in that uh country uh mm-hmm. maybe some that people would call crimes um i'm not a lawyer either crimes against humanity yeah but potentially yeah and and i i see human rights can, issues yeah oh yes yeah that's that's probably what it is i mean i, I, I guess we can call that one out as pretty obvious right there's human rights issues um <laughs> yeah. humans um, do have rights yeah who who would have known um um i i recall you know recently it wasn't that long ago where uh blast took some partnerships from saudi arabia and everybody was like hold the fucking phone i'm trying really hard to not yell um Mm -hmm. this is bad 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 um, and then, due to some public pressure, there was that deal was walked back, um, and people were like, "Last year, League of
1: Legends, mm. right. LEC, mm-hmm. that was the
0: other one." Yes, I, I I even forgot about that one. But yes, two big companies. Obviously, LEC is bigger. Um, this isn't like a partnership deal that can just be PR no. walked back from. This is a signed, sold business that is now yeah. under the rights of different owners. So first off. Uh, I guess congratulations to everybody at ESL who was high up and been a while like Carmack you deserve your Bugatti I guess but like
1: MTG (sighs) MTG right because ESL was already bought out by MTG Mm -hmm. and then MTG in turn sold it to uh, the Savvy Gaming Group
0: (laughs) I don't know how I forgot the name it's very funny Um, yeah Uh, my understanding is that there was like a that that ESL had to do a lot of internal uh, PR today with uh, people across a bunch of different game titles uh, because one thing that they don't want is their their talent who quasi represents the company on a contractor basis going out and uh, probably talking too negatively about the situation that's probably not good PR because it was happening already um, so I couldn't imagine that that was fun from an ESL employee perspective and I'm sure that there's a lot of people who now have to make choices about their line of work in regards to like well, okay, where do I stand? Like, how strongly do I hold my values? Am I being hypocritical at all? Like, where where does this fall down the line? Are we going to, like, is this going to, like, this be a spiral of a bad thing? So I actually don't envy your and your colleagues' perspective because I'm certain that a lot of people are going to be stuck up in some moral dilemmas. Um,
1: yes. Uh, Not me. Not me, though. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. Yeah, I uh I I have little moral qualms with this. Um and and so here's the deal. Uh I'm going to say the exact same things that I was going to say regardless of whether or not ESL uh is it, like it's ESL or SGG or uh yeah, wh- whether it's not it's improvement uh, approved by them or not. Like Uh, so we actually did have a meeting today. Uh, the contractors, Dota 2 contractors had a meeting with, uh, head of talent. And basically the the meeting was to like, Hey, so you've all seen what's going on. Uh, here's a presentation. (laughs) You got a PowerPoint? (laughs) Yeah. And then, uh, and then like a Q and A and, uh, as, as I can imagine, the uh, the poor person in charge of that was has probably been uh, braided and uh, for asked tough awkward questions the entire uh, day, and uh, <laughs> then got to us. And yeah, I think there there are a lot of people um, asking um, the questions about like, is it acceptable for me to passively endorse a. Uh, Shitty, shitty situation. Um, and uh, I mean, we have already talked about this on multiple podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I, I made that, that clear to, to somebody recently who I don't think really realized. Um, esports is full of these things. I mean, we just went to China for... Ti not so long ago and people had to ask them themselves that question of like do i do i go to china considering what's going on uh it's just a casual
0: genocide like i mean come on
1: (laughs) yeah uh basically if it's not uh russia it's china if it's not china it's it's saudi arabia or the uae uh if it's if it's not that it's uh it's shady gambling sponsors uh, if it's not that, it's NFTs. NFTs. High If it's not that, if it's not that, then it's some sort of. Obviously, we actually don't know, but there's probably some sort of money laundering going on. You know, what what kind of mob ties these organizations uh, potentially have? Um, what what sort of sports washing stuff is going on there? What regimes are? throwing money around in order to legitimize their state um, you know like that it's all over the place uh, I mean just just look at in fact I talked about this in the meeting like just look at f1 all of a sudden f1's all over Saudi Arabia there's a whole bunch of races there uh you know it's it's called sports washing you can you can google it it's a thing um and so, yeah, you, I guess you you have to sit down. And, and the one thing that I, I keep on coming back to, that I keep on thinking about, um, did you ever... You, I, I just realized who I'm talking to. I was going to ask you, did you ever watch The Good Place?
0: I did watch The Good Place, even though I don't watch yes. network television. But it's very okay. good.
1: So there are... I, I'll be giving slight spoilers here uh, for anybody who dramatically cares about this, about 30 seconds. The The Good Place... Uh, is set up in basically these people go to heaven, turns out it's actually hell. And the uh, end of the story comes down to basically uh, these (laughs) divine beings realizing that humans are uh, culpable of so so many sins because the world that they have created is so interconnected and every little thing that you do, no matter how ambivalent, has some sin tied to it. Um, whether you know, like you're, you're buying uh, you know, a nice salmon and all of a sudden you're uh, both in charge of pollution as well as the plastic waste that goes into you know, overfishing the seas and there's all, all these things, right? And, and that is the one thing that I just keep on coming back to whenever I think about this subject because ultimately so many of these things are so big and so um, complicated and so tied into so many other things that we do. Um, that in in many ways it's it's weird to make a line in the sand um, in like one specific area. I think you make the line in the sand in things that you can actually have an impact on, and maybe that are are more personal to you. Um, and unfortunately, with this situation, uh, I mean we'll see what happens with ESL. Like if ESL employees like boycott or whatever, like. Full support to them, and if they do, then I will join in whatever capacity I can. But I honestly don't think that there's anything that can really be changed about this scenario. Uh, this is this isn't a sponsorship. This isn't uh, some somebody adding their commercial to the pre-existing product. This is mm-hmm. uh, a a company, Savvy Gaming Group, who is an extension of the Public Investment Fund, which is an extension of the Saudi Arabian government. And it's basically their way of of uh, trying to divest outside of the uh, the oil industry that has built up their country and, and trying to invest in money all over the place. Um, and this is just another industry that has been bought out by this. Um, same thing as, uh, if you guys didn't know, Uber uber i believe is uh owned by uh pif or some extension or arm of it um as just one example they have their hands in everything and that's the same for you know whenever you look at these like whenever you see those like venn diagrams or not even Venn Dunger, it's just these diagrams of of like hey here's this horrible corporation here's all the things they own and it's everything and, and if it's not that guy, it's some other guy, you know, and uh, so, yeah, uh, I'll tell you right now, I'm not planning on, uh, don't think I would go to Saudi Arabia specifically, but if I did, it would be at a premium price, You're definitely paying me more money for that. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I'm not, I'm not planning on specifically avoiding uh, ESL events because of this.
0: Yeah, I'm assuming that sometime down the line, maybe two years, maybe three years, that we're gonna see like a big ESL in some capacity in Saudi Arabia as a result of this. Um and then this might They f-
1: said there was no plans for it and and really the, the there was nothing that was ever gonna come of that meeting, to be honest. I feel like it was mostly people just being like, I have a problem with this and nothing was gonna change. But like for yeah. me, the biggest thing was like I put forward it was like, Hey, we we really don't want to come into a situation where four years down the line, you guys are having an event in Saudi Arabia, some Dota event, and uh, none of the talent show up. So, you know, I w- it would be in everyone's best interest if you guys didn't end up, if that that is going to come down the pipeline and you should try and steer that another direction as much as possible because mm-hmm. that may, may, may come into effect. Or maybe it's not. Maybe everybody will go and there will be no point whatsoever. But like, uh, you know that is a possibility and uh like i don't know like i've i feel like i'm pretty free to 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 talk about this because like i have specific like i i am somebody who has boycotted an event right Mm -hmm. uh i feel like when things come down to it uh like i'm willing to put my money where my mouth is and make my stand on on things that i think both i can have an impact on and that i i like you know really believe in and um you know, this this is unfortunately one of those deals that is like too big for my sphere of influence. You know.
0: So to recap, um, not going to an event in North Korea, probably not, but maybe who knows? Too early to tell. Going to an event yeah, I mean, in Saudi there's Arabia. Always,
1: there's a the price. Okay, we had okay. we had this specific conversation I, in the green room, and and everybody the initial reaction was. And I was like, hey, there was an event in North Korea. This was actually before this news came out, funnily enough.
0: Yeah, no, we talked like, about it know, last week.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, There's a price. There's a price.
0: Um, how would you feel about going to do an event in a country that at any point in time could be invaded by military forces?
1: <laughs> yeah, I would... Um... <laughs> uh would I go to the Ukraine for an event right now? Um well, honestly, honestly, I probably would. Probably would. But uh I, I feel like I'm a little
0: I can't do a podcast with you if you're it's like fast a prisoner of war or like on the news as like American stuck in Kiev after invasion. Like they're not gonna <laughs> let us we're gonna have to like I'll have to refund the Patreon money for a couple months to get out.
1: yeah but think how many clicks an episode will get when we're finally like I'm finally flown in from the helicopters that pick me up you know I come back we have an episode I talk about everything that happened Boom.
0: we get the president on the show we do it on the tarmac we record the show from Air Force One
1: you know what that's it I'm booking a flight to Ukraine right now I'll just make up that there was some Dota reason I needed to be there sign up with the (laughs) militia. I know how to fire a gun let's go
0: that, that's great now see now i gotta scrub that part from the podcast because someone's listening it's gonna be a problem um i i'm i'm hearing you know i i asked that question in jest but also like semi-seriously because I'm, I'm i'm hearing multiple rumors of like you know maybe in this low period we play we'll try and do something and my initial reaction to that is okay that could be cool that sounds like a very we play thing to do but even if those rumors are close to true are they going to get people to travel to what could be a war zone at any given point in time? Like that sounds like a hard sell. I don't know if anyone's listened to the news recently, and I'm not going to give an opinion on Ukraine and Russia aside from like, you know, don't invade other countries, um, hot take. But like, I feel like it would be hard to get a full group of people, let alone players to, to a, to a hot zone.
1: Yeah. It's a, it kind of actually had a funny comment about this um, in the, the, Group chat. He said that um, Ukrainians just kind of uh, laughed off uh, the West's recent news cycle of Russia invading Ukraine, because for them it's like this. Is, this has been a thing for eight years. Why are you guys like treating it as like the big hot shit now? This has been going on for forever. You, you guys not been paying attention, <laughs> which I think I think is both fair and, and probably a little unfair. It's obviously. That things are heating up and it's getting to a, a point where it's gonna spill over at some point. But um, I mean, my yeah, my, I'm not anticipating them running an event in Ukraine.
0: <laughs> that's that's also what I'm thinking, which is why why do I keep hearing these rumors? Like, there's, there's there's no way this comes to fruition.
1: Um, I mean, maybe they do it. They just do it somewhere else.
0: I mean, that would be cool the whatever state is less likely to be attacked
1: yeah.
0: what's next to in, uh, bulgaria
1: poland? not that one uh no can't Pol- go to poland either
0: you can't go to kyrgyzstan or or any of those yeah. i don't know
1: <sighs> um so yeah it's a, it's a stinky situation. Sindarin actually asked an interesting question um, and it was just more for like the group and like, it was like, how much do you guys view this as different from uh, Tencent and owning Riot Games, right? Because if you're an employer, a contract for them, you're working for Tencent. They own 100% of that company. Uh, and Tencent is an arm of the Chinese government. And I said... From my personal view, I think they're the same. But you can you can uh, throw up some smoke and mirrors, you know, and uh, maybe uh, feel a little bit better about yourself because Tencent is a company while uh, the public investment fund is, like, a direct mm-hmm. arm, a very blatant arm of the Saudi Arabian government. Uh, but, like, from my personal view, like, let's be honest, they're probably the same. So, you know. So I think it's worse. the optics are worse, certainly, but it's complicated. it's
0: complicated
1: feels, feels like the same shit sandwich.
0: It's like I also believe that you can be a supporter and proponent of change without being a full zealot to a cause. You know, like I, I think that you mm-hmm. can spread to good and kind of be a little bit in a gray area, but still be net overall positive while still trying to, you know, function in your livelihood, like giving up, like, you know, if you extrapolate that to, well, I can never work at Riot because I disagree with China and Tencent, like for, for someone like me who could be, you know, it could be a possibility that one day I work at Riot for something, right? Like that could be. Then I'm having to weigh like a a very serious livelihood against morals, and that's yep. hard because I want to stand here and say absolutely not. Of course I'm gonna go, you know, do what I think is right for the world. But you know, there's also a number attached to it, and also like how bad am I personally doing by taking a job and taking some of that money, right? Like so, it's it it's painfully not cut and dry, and I don't think that we should. Shame anybody for making decisions that that is going to positively impact their life or like super core to their livelihood. Um, if they're egregious, yeah, you then guys maybe... can
1: shame me. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, shame, shame me as much as you want. I I don't give a shit. Well, but... I, I, this is one of those things that like public opinion won't won't change uh, my personal take on it. You know,
0: when you're casting atop the Burj Khalifa. Um, I I'll be somewhere shaming you. I'll be I'll be ringing that bell, going ding ding ding, motherfucker! Look at this guy's morals. I mean,
1: listen, it goes it goes both ways, you know. Like, uh, I'll, I'm I'm down to boycott something that the community uh isn't pushing for, and I'm I'm down to work something that the community is pushing us to boycott. You know, uh, my my actual my my greatest loyalty is actually to the uh in this specific scenario. Uh, is is to the uh ESL and Dreamhack employees that I've worked with. Um that like there are a lot of there are a lot of good people there. So, uh you know, if if whatever they choose to do, you know, I'll I'll kind of support in whatever way I can as a uh contractor, but yeah. I mean, honestly, my my moral compass is uh fairly uh limited, I would say. Keep my ambitions low. Just wanna <laughs> do what I can for the, my friends and family, make the people around me happy, add a little bit of a uh, little bit of brightness to people's day, and uh, and try not to do too much bad shit. That's it.
0: I I would argue that you're successful at that. I would say that there's people Thanks. who are listening. I mean, I mean, yeah, you make my day better sometimes. But like, I, there's there's probably people listening right now who you're making smile, even though we just spent an hour fifteen talking about uh, you know one of the more serious weeks in Dota with a bunch of shit that is objectively less funny. This is a I I think that I think that we we slant towards humor. Everything we talked about is hard to make funny, right? We're talking about
1: oh, the Kelly, uh, uh, Kyle, Nico baby situation. That was pretty funny. I feel like there's no way you can't laugh at that. There's no way you seriously report that like TMZ, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, they're I don't know what they're thinking. Um, I sent you i think that's everything right i'm gonna move on yeah i'm gonna move on and wrap up um we got we got a question on patreon patreon.com side poll for anybody who wants to support the show and fund whatever the fuck this is one thank you two end of the show fan question segment PPU or what? You can you can ask us a question on Patreon. We'll respond on the show. We're stuck here and we have no choice. And we also only have one person who sent a thing in, so that's we really don't have a choice of what to
1: choose. Easy.
0: Um, Udi U- what sent us in a question? What what was it? Cap?
1: What are your workout routines and what are some of your be- personal bests in terms of the big three moves: bench press, squat, and deadlift? So I can't actually answer this question, Joey. You can't? I don't know what my, I I actually, uh, I do not squat, nor do I deadlift uh, very often. Uh, Those maneuvers, uh, well, not squatting, but deadlift, um, those maneuvers scare me. And I prefer to do things that uh, uh, even if my form is bad, could not actually uh, affect my long-term health. Um,
0: so I'm gonna I'm gonna sound lame here with you, Cap. Yeah. Um You know, it's so boring when we are an exact copy of each other. Like sometimes I feel like I should lie more or like, you know, do something for the sake of entertainment. But but I feel like you run to this problem somewhat frequently where we just are too agreeable. Which like mm-hmm. in a podcast can be boring because I I have bench press I can talk to you about bench pressing I basically refuse to squat um, because Mm -hmm. I know my form with it isn't good I know one of my knees is a little bit weak and I have personally watched two people one of them being my mother just blow out a fucking knee squatting
1: Mm mm-hmm
0: I, d- I i don't fuck with it i just i don't fuck with it and deadlifting, my back is like already not great for being 29 so like i don't really want to fuck with that either <laughs>
1: from um, being 29 i <laughs> what know the fuck?
0: dude i got i got one again one year for that force that i need 30
1: um <laughs> I was gonna say my bag isn't great because the the military fucked me up but you know yeah and that that was actually the other thing is like the fittest i've ever been was in the military and i i have no idea what what I could possibly do back
0: then uh, um I I have done a 225 bench press and that is the highest that I have gone on Ooh, on a bench press pretty good um That's pretty good. I am I am 5 foot 10 I currently weigh 220 uh normally when I'm leaned out I'm at about 190 195 I haven't been mm-hmm. under 180 since I was 13 um so this is my body type <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, um, okay. I, and, I am
1: six. <laughs> so, oh, sorry. You keep going. I,
0: so, so, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, because I, I, I feel like to to give like a, a one rep max or, or a workout routine, like like some of that is kind of important because you know if people just listen to my voice, never see me, don't know how tall I am, and two fifteen could be two twenty could be like more or less impressive, right? Um, but but I, I'm I'm like a a stocky pretty muscular um five five foot ten guy so uh, i'm i'm happy with that as a bench press i think right now i can probably like comfortably do reps of like one one probably somewhere between like 150 and 170 probably like 150 to 180 is probably where i where i could like comfortably do stuff right now
1: yeah i don't i i never did um PR. I I never really saw a big point of it so when I was actually keeping track of bench press I think the the highest I would go is like 185 uh 5 5 so what William tells me is that some would like my PR would be somewhere uh where but I personally never really saw the the point of doing that Um,
0: masculinity that's that's what it is true yeah
1: true big big number better better person that makes sense Mm -hmm. the uh a couple notes to this. So I used to be did you, you, my, at my lightest. I'm six foot. At my Linus, when when or at my most fit, rather, I was 160 pounds. Did you know that? I I, when I, I haven't when I got out of the military. I was 160 pounds. There was no fat on me whatsoever.
0: I I ha, it, I I, I would. I didn't have a beard the last time I weighed that much. Like like yeah. I, I I I was like pre middle puberty. <laughs> like that that weight that doesn't exist.
1: That would have been me at nineteen, I think, is when I joined the military. Eighteen, nineteen, somewhere in there. So, some give it like a year, and that was probably at my best. So, yeah. If you would have had
0: a cell phone back then uh, with a good camera, like how many how many ab pictures would you have of yourself? Would you just have like a full ream, where you'd be like in the mirror, going like, "Oh
1: man, look at me, I'm so torn
0: up." Oh man.
1: Actually, uh, while I did have a six pack, it went away very, very quickly. Uh, I, I am. I am not built to be able to have a, a six pack. I carry a, a fair amount of my fat around my tummy, sadly. So but, I'll never have a six pack again, is what I'm saying. Because the, the the insanely fit that I had to be in order to get that. No, my my, my okay. So my father is a weightlifter, Olympic weightlifter, and hot. And let's I, let's be clear. And, yeah, and. <laughs> I, I've never seen him. He's never had a six pack, <laughs> and we've got we've got the same body type. So, um, I'll, I'm, I gave up on that dream. The, the first time I, I saw that I had a six pack, and then it went away within like two days. I was just like, all right, never again. <laughs> uh, that's not meant for me.
0: I have a I have a also, goal. The
1: other thing. Mm-hmm. Sorry. The, the other thing, really quickly. Uh, I, I have noticed that my lungs are actually worse as a result of COVID, even though I did not have lung problems during COVID and nor did JJ, uh, I, 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 have actually had, uh, I can tell my lungs are weaker and worse after COVID. So that's a fun little side note. I've been trying to like start ramping up and, uh, it's noticeable. It's noticeable.
0: Just, just in terms of like what your baseline is. Like you have a lower baseline yeah. now who and you feel healthy right now and normal aside from, you know, you get yeah, winded yeah. easier. Like yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I get winded easier, uh a lot easier. And uh yeah, like other than that i I feel perfectly fine and healthy. Um but
0: I've stamina
1: has seen... definitely gone down a bit and I in my lungs have always been the worst part of my cardio. Always. Always, always, always. But it's mega bad now so unfortunate side effect of COVID
0: I've heard a lot of pro athletes talk about that too um getting covid and then just like not being able to peak perform afterwards because they mm-hmm. don't feel 100 percent um my lungs uh you know back to the earlier point my lungs are also probably the worst part about my cardio i'm i'm i i'm asthmatic but like not in the uh, need inhaler all the time way and like a uh, exercise mm-hmm. makes me not breathe very well way um i'm alive because of modern medicine i'm very thankful for it all things considered <laughs> um So I'm worried about COVID because of a situation like that, because I know that my lungs are probably like 80% of what, you know, should be healthy in me. But if they got down to like 60% or like 70%, that seems scary. Um, In terms of actual workout routine, um, I'm not going to the gym. Uh, I haven't been for about two months now because um, I'm scared of Omicron. And I don't think going to the gym is safe, especially with case numbers the way they are. Uh, so I've been shifting my routine to be more at home focused. Um, I have, I have 50 pound dumbbells that I lay on the floor and I, and I do chest flies. Um, uh, like, like, like floor dumbbell chest presses, not flies, Sorry. Um, I, I do, uh, four sets of 20 reps of, of 50 pounds in each hand. And then I, and then I do three 32nd planks. Uh, I do a full stretching routine that takes about 15 minutes every day, and I'm trying to get up to about an hour to 90 minutes of cardio on the bike, with the goal being to do all of that uh, five to seven times a week. Um, Damn,
1: which that's a hefty workout routine.
0: It, it's time consuming, especially the stretching, which I which has become very important to me um, because, like, I realize that I really genuinely need it. Um, yeah, and uh, sometimes I switch the 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 dumbbell chest press for dumbbell curls, and for the curls I use 40s. Um, I, I, I think that um, I I got a glimpse of being happier about my body. Uh, like last October before my sister's wedding because I was trying pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And then I gave up like chronically and quickly and like did not do myself any favors. Um, and I don't want to be like the, the, the waveform diet exercise person, but just try and find some type of happy medium, which is mostly going to be curbing my own food intake um, to, to get back to that place, not as a rapid pay- place, uh, pace, uh, I, I have a goal uh, to be at least where I was by the wedding and hopefully be under 200 pounds um, by uh, by June because I think that I'm going to be uh, in Europe this summer for something COVID willing um, mm. and, uh, and I want to go there with people who I don't know and I want to feel comfortable swimming with my shirt off Um, so I have five months to, um, find something that's sustainable and kind of keep myself there.
1: Well, my current routine is, uh, trying to do, uh, more gentle cardio in general, but, uh, my, my, my old workout routine, you can uh, easily just Google it. It's, uh, push, pull legs. There' are various variations. I would literally sometimes just google one of them and just be like, "Yeah, try something different today and I would just do whatever um the whatever that variation of p p l uh puts forward so uh to be honest, like a lot of times I just kind of like do whatever whatever strikes me in 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 the moment as long as I feel like I'm working a specific set of muscles and that i'm um and i'm varying uh what i'm doing because i think the biggest thing is just like consistency right so if consistency for you is doing the same thing over and over and over again and that's what works for you great uh consistency is like you get bored you want to try different things then you should do that but whatever promotes consistency is best push pull legs I haven't worked out since uh, since TI cuz I got covid and then everything went to shit so
0: <laughs> push pull legs sounds similar to what I was doing at the gym which was uh w- w- would you do all three of those in like one workout or would you rotate between pushing no, no, pulling no, 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 no. legs
1: it's, yeah yeah it's a it's it's a 6 6 day a week workout so push day pull day legs day
0: so I was doing a th- at least three days a week at the gym, but like I was doing arms and chest, back, and legs. And I think that mm. is probably something similar, right? Because like pushing is like, is like arms and chest, and pulling is like
1: back. Yeah, pu- pu- pulling is arms and back. Yeah. So doing pull-ups, bicep curls, stuff like that.
0: Cool. Um, awesome. If you want us to get into a non- Tangent for anything of your liking, where I can talk about how I'm not happy with my physical experience, uh, physical appearance, or uh, anything else. Uh, my my deepest secrets are yours. If you want to ask questions on Patreon.com/sidepole, um, people have been liking that we have had um, some timestamps in the YouTube video. That's a direct result of of people supporting the show. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, People who are watching on YouTube, because I know that there's some of you who only watch on YouTube. um, I think that the camera feed is not great this week. I know that I've been watching it stutter for the last hour. I'm sorry about that. People on the podcast player, you're probably like, why isn't Joey talking to me? Well, I can talk to you now because if you're on spot Spotify Spotify released a rating system similar to Apple where podcasts have Ooh. a five-star rating that you can apply to it. I don't oh. know how much it helps the algorithm. I don't know how many people are finding us through the algorithm. I don't I don't understand why it's beneficial like it is for Apple yet on Spotify, but you can rate us five stars on Spotify because it's available it's in the app.
1: You can do and that. And if you're and if you're listening and you're from the public investment fund, uh, we have a Patreon tier called Thunderhide for $500 a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. You can you can come you can join up.
1: You could sponsor this podcast. Just $500. It's not even close to the billion that you paid for ESL. <laughs>